Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. So give them a call, plus four four one two seven three seven three three four three three, or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact. Or you can speak to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be more than happy to help. Now, today, I am joined by Alida Solis, international SEO consultant and founder at Oranti. How are you doing, Alida? Very good. Very good. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity to be able to, sh- to, to be here today. It was a pleasure. Quite nice. And did, did I pronounce the name of your company correctly? So is it Oranti or Oranti? Oranti. Oranti. So <laughs> but no problem at all. I, I can completely understand if you cannot pronounce it well. Don't worry. It's okay. That's it's okay. <laughs> and you're in Santander in Spain, aren't you? Indeed, indeed. I am actually. I work remotely. All my clients are from all over, yeah. so it doesn't really matter where I am. So yeah, I am based in in the north of Spain, which is quite nice because it's a small city. We have the sea, we have the mountains. Uh, the only problem is that I travel a lot, of course, and yeah. and so it takes a little bit longer for me to go to places uh, because yeah. of, there is a small airport here only. Mm. Santander sounds like a good place to start a bank, actually. <laughs> it was, it was, it, 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 the the bank. And this is funny, right? Whenever I go, especially in the UK, like like when when they they ask me like, where do you actually live, right? Like, and, and I'm like, oh, I don't live in Madrid anymore because I was living in Madrid until two years ago. Yeah. And uh, and I say I live here now, and it's like, oh, it's, that is like the bank, but <laughs> it's the other way around. It's like the bank is called as the city because he was born here actually yeah it's so you, funny so you don't live in a bank then you live in a place called Santander sadly no you know that would be fun <laughs> I have to say it would be in the bank's bowl please like, with all the gold and everything there all the bitcoin or something stored there somehow I don't know yeah, yeah, so you're, would, an, you're, an, you're a remote working SEO consultant that works in the vault of Santander anyway um, less silliness um, just remind our listeners who you are because you've been on the show well once with me and we had a recording of you at Brighton about five years ago, probably eight years ago now. Yeah. Uh, but tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I am I am an international SEO consultant, and I have a, 
a boutique SEO consultancy in which uh, we are a small team of SEOs completely focusing on mostly strategical SEO advice that somehow, in, so, 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 sometimes and mostly because these are bigger brands, right? Like integrates uh, technical SEO, international SEO, mobile SEO, Structural content SEO, right? So in most in most of times, this work um, has to do and how to identify opportunities in specific markets and grow the 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 relevance and and visibility and ultimate traffic and ROI for whether B two B or B two C clients. Um, in many occasions. Many of my clients, even even if they are based in Europe and and in and, and in the US, they are targeting different different type of, of European markets and also Latin American markets in, in in many occasions. Actually, like the weirdest type of setting that I have right now with a client is that these are Japanese clients. They, they the company is actually based in Japan, but they wanted to target the Hong Kong audience, the Hong Kong market in English, the the English speaking. Uh, audience in Hong Kong and then the US. So that is for me is like pretty exotic, like the yeah. ultimate edge case of what it can be very international SEO oriented indeed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to come on to international SEO in a, in a bit, but we, we last, I mean, I last interviewed you. It was, I think it was November 2015, which was about three years ago. We were just generally talking about, about you and what you do and a little bit about international sort of SEO from an international standpoint, which is one of your specialities. And we'll come on to that. I wanted to specifically talk, because I know you have a lot of um, knowledge and expertise in mobile SEO. So what's been happening mm-hmm. in mobile since then? Yes. So a lot. Oh, my God. I remember this is a thing, right? I remember um, I started doing mobile SEO, uh, especially for certain markets uh, in, in uh, development countries where mobile was the only way for uh, the, the population to access the web, the internet, right? And, yeah. and, and so the share of, of traffic coming from mobile and activity coming from mobile uh, was far higher than the one that we could see at that point in Europe, right? Like that has completely changed now. Like now every, everybody is, uh, is pretty much on, on mobile. Google already confirmed a couple of years ago that they were seeing now more um, queries coming from mobile devices in general, right? And ultimately, um, it was uh, at the beginning of, of this year that Google already confirmed that they were already switching uh, little by little websites to a mobile-first index, meaning that the content that they will now take into consideration to 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 access uh, to rank uh, is the content that we have in our in our mobile web version, right? I have to say that most of websites at this point already had a mobile version, whether a responsive web design uh, with a responsive setting, right, or independent mobile websites. The oldest, the 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 website, I have to say, and and if a website was in a in a in a market or in an industry that was very well established, very competitive, and if it had been there for a while, uh, many e-commerce websites, for example, uh, retailers, online reta- retailers, they used to have an independent mobile website. Like, for example, eBay had an independent mobile website in an M.dot subdomain, and, and, and Asus also did, and Sarah also did, right? So many of the very well-established already had independent mobile websites uh, that allowed them to actually 
stretches and completely personalized uh, at a much more much more granular uh, basis their 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 experience to to a mobile audience. So in general, like most people already knew this, they were more or less prepared. Also because Google had had the the the, the, the a mobile update um, also uh, a year or even a little bit more uh, before that, uh, in which they were also validating if you had a mobile configuration, a mobile version too. So in any case, people were already more or less ready. But uh, the problem is that they thought that they were ready because they had a mobile version. But ultimately, it was not like if you had a mobile version. But if this mobile version was effectively and correct, correctly configured to allow the crawler to actually see all of your content, if you actually were featuring all of your content there, uh, there. If if this content was good enough, or if you were eliminating, truncating part of the content to make your mobile version uh, to load quickly, or to, to 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 be a little bit more optimized from a usability perspective, but you were eliminating, let's let's say, structured data uh, from it, things like that, and and that the the extra flying annotations were not there. Also speaking about about international, right? So there were a few people or a few websites that, yes, they did have a, a mobile version, but this mobile version was not completely optimized as uh, their desktop version was, right? So that was the specific challenge in, 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 at this moment. And um, in, in, in many occasions, I have had to revise with my own clients, right? Revise again all of the configuration. There's their standpoint towards how they they were featuring their their content their information to fulfill not only the user intent but also to make sure to, that they comply with crawlability indexability uh, principles in the mobile version. I had also a couple of clients that they were using like a, a web app version uh, that was using mostly JavaScript to load content uh, for scrolling, for example. And and we, we like we had to change a little bit of the approach that they were taking to make sure that this content was completely accessible uh, to to the crawlers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right. So it was mostly not about only having a mobile version, but a mobile version that was actually. Uh, accessible, crawlable, uh, indexable, and ultimately also relevant for for search. So, you, I mean, and you've had quite a lot of experience, I mean, helping clients, you know, get their websites fully mobile. What would you say is the most common mistake you've seen that clients made? You know, like in, in the latest times, I have to say, because one of the other big, big changes that we have had in mobile lately is AMP, AMP accelerated mobile pages, right? Um, that is this technology that Google came up uh, with uh, in order to provide the, the option to big websites, especially a media website. News, it, it, it all started with news websites mm. to, to generate a faster uh, mobile version of, of, of their website because they were seeing that they were using so much scripts, so much extensions, the plugins, whatever, that ultimately these this mobile versions especially were super super slow. So they came up with accelerated mobile pages uh, and and Google made the use of this this technology of AMP as a requirement to be included in the in the news carousel, right? So at the end of the day, 
all of the news media sites, blogs, even they they ended up doing it because they had to because they really wanted to have this type of extra visibility and, and and to be included in the in the news carousel. So most of the issues that I have seen uh, lately are not necessarily even tied to mobile first index, but about how some websites implemented or had been implementing AMP in order to be able to leverage and to yeah to to, to make the most out of this opportunity um, especially informational websites and then having to deal with that and also the complexity of mobile first right and uh, in many many occasions this meant that um, they started uh, generating a, uh, an AMP version of their site, a non-canonical AMP version of their site, in order to be included in the carousel. Yeah. And but they they just did it because they wanted to be there and they comply with the minimum to say mm. like just the minimum. But then, for example, you go to these pages and these pages don't even have a, navi- a proper navigation. These pages don't really replicate the functionality that they had in the original mobile versions. So at the end of the day, uh, they, pro- they, they are really providing a less than ideal mobile experience to their user. Uh, they wonder, and I have had a couple of clients wondering and coming to me, it's like, Aleda, I, I, I want you to take a look not only at, at our mobile configuration, but also uh, because we released um, six months ago. And yes, we are getting much more traffic and visibility uh, from it, but uh, the the engagement of the user and the conversion of the user from these pages is, is so bad. It's, it's, it's the worst, right? And I go and take a look at these pages and typical thing is that they don't have a navigation menu. That, that, that's the typical hamburger menu on mobile. It's, it's, it's non-existent there. And then there, there's no way for users to to, to add comments or or to interact and all of these functionalities or to, to log in even. Uh, but all of these functionalities are, are have been eliminated or not even included because they just wanted to be there in the carousel. They didn't care about, uh, or di- they didn't thought about these additional functionalities, unfortunately, right? So most of the issues that I have seen nowadays is about this type of, of configurations with AMP and, and how resources are, are allocated uh, to make sure that these pages really are optimized, not only to comply with the basics, uh, with the basic requirements that Google asks, but actually are meant to be usable and, and provide a good user experience for visitors to actually engage with them and, and, and achieve the ultimate conversion that the website is meant to offer, right? Yeah. 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 Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, I want to talk about briefly uh, international SEO, because I know that's, that's your main speciality. A couple of things I wanted to specifically talk about in terms of things that have been happening recently is um, HF HF lang annotations yeah. get get that right and uh, geolocation issues let's talk about uh, hreflang first yeah oh, i have to say something like hreflang have been there already for a while right but i have seen that like in the latest probably couple of years and even months uh there is more and more people it seems that they have actually started using it much more often to 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 tag to specify what is the 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 target, the country and language target of each piece of each URL of each page of of, of, of an inter- international website or or websites targeting dif- different audiences uh, internationally, multilingual, multi-country, right? So I have seen like ultimate like in the, in the latest months that this is a hot topic again somehow right like i have a an issue of language uh, generator which is a, a free tool that will generate the text that you need to include uh, whether in the html in the head section of the html or to generate the xml sitemap to to use as a pattern uh, so you can specify each url um, language or, or, or country target. Yeah. Uh, so yes, it seems that now, and I am happy to, to see it, right? Like there has been a boom of, of bigger brands or that on one hand, they have hired also, I think, more of internal help, more in-house help um, from an SEO perspective. So, And now that they have a proper SEO department or SEO area or even a, an SEO specialist in-house, they, they are taking care of this type of configurations that are uh, much more granular. Maybe it is not the first thing that you will do when you start an SEO process, right? But once that you get like most of the fundamentals in taken care of you these are the next steps to 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 follow to make sure that the right pages are shown in the right market for the right audience right mm. um and i have seen that coming much more often not only my way or as requests of of, of uh, seo consulting but also in 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 the industry in the community in the markets i i get questions like i don't know like a couple of times per 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 month by email asking me about oh this is the right way of Azure Plan like and I know that Google a few months ago they updated their international SEO documentation uh, specifying um, much more a much more granular way also how you should. Uh, implement this. What is the role that Hreflang plays? How are all of the signals taken that are taken into consideration for international targeting too? So that is great because it really helps to have all of this better documented, of course. Yeah. Uh, but indeed, like, like, like there's still, I think, a way to go. And uh, and uh, for example, the the there had been a conversation uh, going on in Twitter 
uh, around the necessity of ideally have, for example, a way to specify regions, right? This is the typical challenge of, uh, of, of an international SEO, right? Like the, sometimes, unfortunately, websites are not configured uh, by default as, as, as you wish, ideally, right? Like they, they, they come how like like they are or have they have been established the targeting many many years ago like if, even with systems or, or platforms that are don't allow to do much change right so um for example in my case right like i see many websites having a, a regional targets like they want to target the eu the europe right as a whole like understandably and 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 realistically this is not the best way to target an audience you target an audience whether per country or whether by language, yeah. uh, but realistically, this is how many many websites are confused, right? Like, oh, I want to target all Europe in English, like, and and then my first thinking is like, well, okay, like maybe only the British or and and, and the Irish uh, will be the ones searching in English by default, right? Like uh, Spanish or French or Germans, they will search in their own language, or Italians they will search in their own language, not mm. in English. Mm. But but this is how it is configured in many websites. So we need to find a way to specify that. Easily as and right now, for example, with Dash of Lamb, there's no way to specify regions, for example. So we need to specify country by country and and assign the same URL again and again, for example, for for to target many of this this country. So uh, like there has been these conversations of of ideally request to Google, right? Like, could you please also support this, etc. Let's see, let's see, because uh, I I believe that there are, there are many many type of, of of mechanisms and and configurations that you will cool ideally support, but unfortunately, still right. Even if there has been a boom going on lately, international is still quite a niche type of thing, right? Yeah. And I can I can completely understand how Google will put their resources, um, much more resources in other areas, like for example, in technical SEO, like uh, supporting or giving resources and 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 tools regarding JavaScript rendering that. It's affecting many, many more websites uh, due to the, the, the popularizations of, of, of JavaScript frameworks to develop websites uh, instead of international SEO that yeah. understandably is, is only big, huge websites that have usually that have this type of problem. Well, come on. You, you just mentioned actually about JavaScript frameworks. I want to come on to those in a, in a second. But just before we do, um, just coming back to the um, href lang thing, do you think, are you confident Google's going to? tackle that one eventually what are your thoughts well no i don't think so actually because in the latest conversations that we have had about this topic with uh, john Mueller, well he's open and 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 um he has mentioned many times that this extra blank annotations and the configuration how it's set and how it's meant to be configured is one of the things that generates many many questions in in in, in the seo industry and concerns and also like doubts in general right mm. and how how it should be properly configured and and implemented and it's because it's it takes a little bit of, of a work to 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 implement it again and again but when many of us in SEO, in the SEO, from the SEO community, community mentioned about uh, supporting regions, um, well, he had mentioned that he he doesn't think that this is going to to happen because uh, again, it's an edge case. It's not the ideal the scenario to have, and I can understand that. Definitely, having regions is not 
the ideal. So it's like if they support this type of configuration, they might be even endorsing it in a way. I, I understand that 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 is something that he's afraid of um, and doesn't want to do. But yes, I, I am also concerned that we don't have a very good way to specify that right now. And mm-hmm. so we'll wait with Ashraf Lang, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, good old href lang um yeah let's move on to technical because you just mentioned it now um you mentioned these various javascript frameworks you know, angular react for example uh, i mean javascript it's a whole <laughs> topic in its own right there's been so much happening in the last few years but why have these become important of, of late yeah yeah well there, there are all these frameworks right now that provide by default many features and and facilitate in general the the development of, of websites right um so they have become sort of for new websites for newer websites most of the norm to use uh, especially for for startups right uh but many of this website indeed they rely too much on javascript to to show the actual meaningful content the, the main content of, of your pages. Uh, so at the beginning of this year, I, I had a client that literally, if you disable JavaScript in your browser, there will be no content at all, oh at all. I mean, uh, yes, <laughs> this, was, uh, this was not an e-commerce, but yeah, well, they, well, it was a transactional website, not the, the typical e-commerce, but yes, it was a transactional website. So it was, a, it was terrible to see if you disable JavaScript from Chrome or any browser anyway, say you, you will get like just a notice and instead of the actual options to buy, oh. uh, saying this website requires JavaScript to, to, to work, something like that. And that is, that is well, I have to say on one hand, we know that Google has evolved a lot and there was even a post three years ago or so saying, oh, we are now capable to understand a process JavaScript. Realistically, Earlier this year, they are sharing much more about how they how they do it, and and uh, they they are they, they and, and they they do support JavaScript, but uh, they they it's, it's not as straightforward as with plain HTML of the content that is included directly in the HTML. Yeah, it's it's sort of a two two waves of of. Um, of, of, of processing that they use for, for, to process JavaScript and when they have enough resources uh, to, to do it. So, so if you really want to make sure that your content is taken into consideration and is seen by, by, by Google, it is a must that the content is included directly in the HTML to use something that is called server-side rendering um, yeah. uh, ideally, so the content is the output of the content. The text is there in the in the HTML, and of course there are easier ways to do it, independence of and on on which framework you are you are you are using or or not, and the specific restrictions that you may have. Um, earlier this year, or last year actually, it was Elephate uh, Bartos from Elephate who did these tests across many many JavaScript frameworks to check and, and based on on the framework that was used, uh, what content was indexed or not yeah. uh, in 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 Google and 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 uh, the the actual one that went away and then one uh, in, in most cases was the the inline JavaScript uh, implemented in React. But of course, again, it's, it's, it's important to say that this is changing a lot. So that 
was a few months ago. And, and it's important that if you have, for example, if, if you're in SEO, you're doing SEO and you uh, there's a client that come up to you that is using any JavaScript framework that you check actually the the rendering with Chrome 40, 41, that is the web rendering service that Google is using yeah. at this moment and validate for yourself specifically and see if, if, if the content is actually being render as it should effectively all the main important content and if not to to work with the development team to to optimize and make sure that is the output of, of the information of the text is is effectively render in, in the html otherwise yeah. it will be completely overlooked and this is something that again I understand how this is like an outcome I will say of the importance of a case of the importance of technical configuration in SEO mm. and this should be the first validation that you should be doing all the time like is your content accessible crawlable is indexable be- before doing anything else like the the basics the fundamentals but unfortunately we often forget about it and then there's of course a higher complexity because this becomes more technical than, than yeah. before I think that I mean because I can speak as a as a software developer and I I do think that there is this problem where there's a massive disconnect between the geeks like me the nerds the technical people and the marketing people and us nerds we get terribly excited when a new technology comes along I mean I remember being mainly excited I don't know, four or five years ago when Spars, this notion of a single page application came along and these various JavaScript frameworks. And we get all ex- <laughs> we get all excited as geeks do and start foaming at the mouth and creating these things, completely forgetting that when when the web spider comes along and looks at the site, there's absolutely nothing there <laughs> for it to index. So Yes, uh, indeed, yeah. indeed. And, and you can see this a lot in, in startups, in the newer startups that yeah. get especially you and, and, and I have to say that I have been shocked in a, a few times lately when I see that framework or a language or a specific technical setting uh, is being seen by some developers as if, if it was like a religion or something. Oh, yes, no, yes. React is, be- is the best. I need yes, to use the new React, yes or yes, because it's like, indeed, yeah. and nothing has ever been like this. And it reminds me a little bit like very long ago, I, before even doing SEO, I was doing, I was a web designer, front-end web developer. And at some point I had to use Flash, right? Oh. Uh, Macromedia <laughs> Flash. Imagine, yeah, yeah, many, many moons ago. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, and I remember at that point how the, like, there were this, like the this usability and accessibility people advocating and Selman at that point talking about the the standards in the web, things like that, and all these designers who, on the other hand, uh, designing like. At that point, for me, was amazing type of interfaces, interactive interfaces, even with action script and a lot of things like this, right? And, and, and but of course, this was not accessible at all. Uh, this this flash objects and and content that was generated. So I think that we're going through that phase a little bit again with new technology that comes to provide interactivity, to provide more 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 yeah interactivity. I have to say a much much richer type of experience on the on the web. And to find opportunities and also to to make it accessible, to 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 make it open. So 
So the, 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 the crawlers search in general can understand and the content can be provided and ultimately also achieve the, the, the goal that this content has, that is to, to give certain information to, to an audience. Otherwise, if you, don't, you are not able to attract that audience, the, the, there won't be a way to, to make it work in any way or to achieve the final, the ultimate goal. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, we talked about some quite sort of um, diverse things today, but very quickly, um, what would be three top tips or takeaways for our audience today, Alida? Yeah, I have to say that maybe a mix of everything of what we have talked about, I have to say the first maybe basic fundamental is that don't don't forget the fundamentals. At the end of the day, a lot of people here to speak about yeah, JavaScript uh, optimization, rendering, etc., and 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 they get fast because it's too technical. It's about SEO fundamentals of technical fundamentals of of a content being accessible, being indexable there, uh, which at this point can be even validated by most of the SEO crawlers out there, uh, Screaming Frog, Cyborg, Deepcrawl. They all support JavaScript. Crawling, they have a JavaScript crawling option, mm. and then you can compare the the plain HTML non JavaScript versus the JavaScript one, and identify the the changes between what it is found in one and what is found yes. in another. If yeah. there is a change uh, of meaningful content or uh, meaningful pages, then go to your developer and talk about these differences. Uh, so it should be very straightforward. Th- that is the first. The second is more and more I see people, yes, uh, especially big companies, thinking and trying to leverage their international websites and, and configuration that they have had already for a while and for, from which they they haven't seen, uh, they understand that they haven't seen the a proper ROI. Uh, and it takes a lot of effort to maintain it. So when uh, when a new client comes and they tell me, look, Alida, I have all these international versions, but the the the, the profit that I see from from them is is minimum. It's like for me, it's like so you haven't done a proper planning, a proper validation, a proper strategical approach to international yeah. to 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 select well which are the actual markets that are profitable for you that were, it will be viable for you to put resources and to go through all of these configurations that we have talked before uh, that is not trivial to make it work right so for me is thinking before releasing many CCTLDs, many international translations just because your boss or whatever thought that it might be a good idea to actually validate if this is something that you can actually support, where that, what is the goal that you look to achieve with each one of these uh, versions, if there is an actual market or, or an, an, an interest behind, et cetera, et cetera. So that is, for me, is, is fundamental mm-hmm. to not throw your money away and thinking that international SEO doesn't worth it. It is, it is. It does, but you need to validate well. And third, I have to say that probably I, I, I thinking uh, more from, especially on mobile, right? From from a user perspective, I see more and more, especially now with mobile first, with the mobile first index of Google, mm. uh, people trying to just replicate and uh, what they did or what they had on, on desktop because it worked pretty well. And they say, okay, it's, it's, it's responsive web design. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be even thinking or, or do a question because it's the same HTML, it's the same content. Users should 
behave in, in a similar way or the same way. And Google has confirmed that they will treat also the content, even if it is not displayed by default on mobile, but they will take into consideration that content. Uh, but I have to say, like, there's a lot, there might be a lot of difference in the way that your mobile audience interact with content and look for content on the mobile devices versus the desktop one. So responsive web design it's not necessarily a bulletproof approach. So I will say validate, verify, analyze, research if your specific audience behave really in the same way or in a different way. And if you could uh, and if you have the opportunity to personalize the experience and to generate and to feature different type of content or more content or uh, and or or the same content but in a different way in a different organis- with a different organization to fulfill better that type of experience because indeed it's not that websites don't have a mobile version they do at this point but it's not necessarily a mobile version that actually fulfills the the user intent and that maximize the experience and and the conversions due, due to this fact indeed and how can our listeners find out more about you and more about Oranti? Yes, well, people can find me in oranti.com is my consultancy website. And then aleidasolis.com is my own personal website. And of course, in Twitter, I am very active in Twitter and I am always sharing about uh, whatever I think might be valuable from, for, for users in, in SEO and, 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 and the web in, about the web in, in general. Thank you so much, Alida. Um, so thanks for listening, everyone. Show notes are in the usual place. Sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review. That would be fantastic. Um, questions and suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. We have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, and it's all from Alida. Thank you very much uh, for the opportunity again. I've had a great time. Uh, it has been a quite a nice conversation covering a few topics uh very looking forward to 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 hear any comments any any feedback i'll be happy to to answer for sure thank you very much leader and we'll see you next time on internet marketing Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.